All right, family, go ahead. Find a seat this morning. God bless you. If you're tuning in on the radio this morning or if you are watching this on Facebook or online or wherever it is you get your podcast, we're glad you've tuned in today. So glad to be with you. This morning, we're starting a whole new series uh, titled Position for Promotion. I want to ask the question, what's holding you back? What's holding you back? I believe with all of my heart that it's God's intention for His church to be out front, uh, to be taking the lead, to being the influence, to not being relegated to the shadows. And so I believe that God wants to position us in every dimension of our life to be the head and not the tail, to be out in front, to not lag behind, to find a way to rise in every circumstance, in every situation. I believe that's God's will, God's heart for us. It's God's heart for you. And no matter what you're faced with right now, no matter what your circumstances are right now, I believe that you can position yourself to advance, to move forward, to move on, to move up into what God has got for you, because the best is yet to come. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. I don't know where I was. This book title caught my attention. This book title caught my attention. Who gets promoted, who doesn't, and why? I thought that's a really interesting book. And if a secular writer is writing about that, um, I'm curious as to why some people continue to move on and up in life and others just settle. They just stagnate. They just stay at the bottom of the pond. And I want to challenge you and I want to stir up your heart together today that God has got more for you. Just touch your neighbor and say, I'm sure he's talking about you this morning. Come and touch somebody else and say, I think it's me. I think it's me. I think it's me. Here's a few scriptures I want to share with you and encourage you with this morning. There's five thoughts I want to give to you. But here's a few scriptures to lay a foundation. Because I believe with all of my heart that God has an agenda. He has a purpose. He has a will for us that's bigger and better than what we could have imagined. It hasn't yet entered into the heart of man all of the things that God has prepared for us. So if God is preparing something for us, we ought to do something about preparing ourselves. Would you agree? To rule and reign in life through Jesus Christ. That's God's heart for us. It's God's plan for His church. And I want to stir you and prepare you to get your attitude and your attributes into alignment so that God can find a way to elevate you. Now, if you work for yourself, you can still get promoted. You can promote yourself out of a job into a new business. So these thoughts are going to Help us, I, I believe, by God's grace. Amen? All right, so here's a few scriptures in Psalm chapter 75. In Psalm chapter 75, it says that not from the east, not from the west, nor from the south comes promotion and lifting up. But God is the judge. Aren't you glad about that? God is the judge. Listen to it. He puts down one and he lifts up another. Now, I'm not sure who I'm preaching to today, if you're in the room or if you're listening to the broadcast, but I believe you're here today and you're hearing this message because God wants to get in front of you. He wants to take your attention today and He wants to remind you that promotion is not a man-made thing. It's actually a God-inspired, God-ordained thing. God's looking to put His people into the right positions. I'm going to say that again until I get another person excited. Colin, I appreciate the support so far. God wants to stir and agitate His church to a point where they realize that He is trying to put them into a position to take the lead. 
God wants that for your life. He wants that in your marriage. He wants that in your health. He wants that in your finance. He wants that in your business. Promotion doesn't come from north, south, east, west. It's coming from God because God is judging. So if God is judging, what's He judging me on? How does He do this? How do I collaborate with Him? How do I cooperate with Him to position myself? Let's look at another scripture. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. It's on your notes. It says, humble yourself. What does it say? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due season. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Who thinks that's a good idea? Now, I want to just, I want to, can I just get you to look this way for a minute? And I just want to speak to you for a minute. I'm going to be as gentle as I can, Patrick. As gentle as I can. But it troubles me that some Christians just want to settle. When God has got an agenda for your life. I want to comfort you if you're distressed. But if you're comfortable, I want to agitate you this morning. God wants to lift you up. God wants to set you as a beacon of hope, wisdom, truth, life, vitality, anointing in the sphere of influence that you're in right now. You are the church of Jesus Christ everywhere you go. We have no walls. This building does, but we don't. In your family, God wants you to rise. In your business, God wants you to rise. Wherever it is, God doesn't want you to settle and just go, oh, well, that's just the fate that has dealt me. That's just the hand that life gave me. No, wherever you are, and the Scripture is full of people that God delights in coming along and says, you look like you're serving well in obscurity. Let me lift you up to a position of influence and prominence. Can I go with you one more scripture? Here it is in, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter. This is point one. This is point one. If you want to position yourself for promotion, point number one is that you've got to present yourself well. Present yourself well. Now, just a bit of background to this scripture that's on the screen in front of you this morning from 1 Samuel chapter 16. It says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart, which is most important, the heart, because out of your heart flows the issues of life, right? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, right? Whatever's in your heart, you only prosper as your soul prospers. So whatever is inside comes out. So we are preparing our heart in relation with God, right? Getting our heart right with God. But what is happening on the inside is going to find its way out to the outside of your life, yeah? Now, most people go, well, it's just God looking at my heart, and if I've got a good heart, that's all that matters. And they negate what the Scripture actually teaches. The Scripture tells us, it gives us a clear insight. It gives us understanding. It gives us knowledge that people are looking at the outward. They're looking at performance. They're not just looking at your dress code. They're looking at your performance, how you perform, Right? They look at the outward. They look at the external. They've only got the five senses to gauge, to get the information from, right? God looks down deeper and sees motivation. He sees intent. And out of that flows all the stuff. And that's why God's working on the inside first and foremost. But eventually, God wants to work on the outside as well. Yeah? So number one, if you're going to position yourself for promotion, look well. Present yourself well, as good as you can. Brush your teeth. Instinctively, everyone went like this. 
with, with their tongue. You, you didn't see it, but you know you did it. I saw it. Present yourself. Do the best you can with what you've got. I mean, we can't all look as good looking as what Adam does. I hope you can hear me. I'm looking for, I'm looking for someone come charging out of the parents' room. No. But we can do the best we can with what we have. Yeah, and present ourselves as well as we possibly can. Number one, present yourself well. If you don't take care of the outside appearance, guess what? Mummy won't do it for you for the rest of your life. Yeah? You've got to take care of your own presentation, your own attitude, your own um, outward appearance. That's number one. Number two, do you remember that ad on, on telly? It was an ad for, um, it was an ad for a dishwashing um, detergent and the guy turns up on the job site and someone says you look like a foreman in those new clothes who's old enough to remember that ad Eddie you are thanks I've got a I've got a winner here Eddie let's not let's not agree on how old we are Eddie but um you look like a foreman and his wife had washed his clothes in rinso I think it was or something like that and his overalls were nice and clean turn up looking sharp right present yourself well number two cultivate a positive attitude at all times this is hard Ben, this is not easy. This is difficult, right? But if you can guard your heart, if you can master your heart, Proverbs says it's better to control your own heart, your own spirit, yeah, than being able to take a city, right? So if you can conquer the outside, if you can do violence against the world, but first conquer this, get this in check, have a good attitude, have a sweet attitude. Who reckons they've got their attitude mastered and it's perfect all the time? Just give me a wave. We're just going to give you a little clap and let you fly around the room for us. All of us here are working with God to keep on improving our attitude, right? But how can you have a good attitude all the time? Because attitude is a choice. And God gave you the most incredible gift when He gave you the power to choose. I love this scripture. I love this scripture. Look, look at it says. Look what it says in Psalm 34 verse 1, I, when I feel like it, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will occasionally, His praise will continually be in my mouth, on my iPod. No, no, no. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord, Cass, at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Let's say that scripture together, shall we? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Let's stand to our feet and let's say that again. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's just stand to our feet for a moment. Let's just say this verse one more together. One more time, ready? From the top. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Okay, sit down, sit down. We're just having church. Did you notice you spoke louder when you stood up? Because the truth was getting in a little deeper. As you stood to your feet, you went, yeah, yeah. Now, now, what's really interesting, Neville, is the background to this verse. Because this verse is the training scripture that David gives to the guys who come to him in the cave of Adullam. And they've all come to him bankrupt, defeat. Nobody wants them. They're tossed out of their society. They're dislocated from their community. And they come to him disheveled, disgruntled, disillusioned with life. And as they gather together and the commander stands at the front of the cave, they say, what's the training regime for today, Captain? 
He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. What's next? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. What's next, Captain? I will bless the Lord at all times. You get the idea, right? And he took that group of men from being people who were disinterested in life to being people who were filled with champion faith, filled with the Holy Spirit aggression, and actually took the ground in the country that God wanted them to take. You've got to cultivate a positive attitude at all times. I'll bless the Lord at... When it goes well, it's easy to praise Him. When, when the wife loves you, it's easy. When the cat loves you, it's... Right? It's easy to praise God when things are going well. But when you don't get your prayers answered, when you haven't got the breakthrough yet, when your boss isn't treating you well, that wasn't Adam calling out from the parents' room, was it? I will. I'll bless the Lord. I bless the Lord at all times. You see, if my attitude towards God is, God, you're good, guess what? It's hard to have a sucky attitude when you're worshiping God. Who's, who's noticed that? So you want to align your heart with God and His goodness. But my circumstances aren't very good right now at the moment, David. No, but my faith means that things will turn around. I will bless the Lord at all times. You know, God's sometimes working in you so that you work in your circumstance. That's deep for somebody going to catch that this morning. Number two is cultivate a positive attitude at all times. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 says, Now the just, who are the just? People made right with God will live by faith. Faith. You know, faith could be very closely aligned to and likened to a positive attitude. It's a positive expectation of something good. Yeah? Faith, it's impossible to please God without it. So faith is really important. It's hard to be negative when you're a person of faith. The just will live by faith. That means that every day of their life, they're walking out and outworking this attitude of heart that says, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to believe you. God, something good. This week is booby-trapped with blessings, and I'm bound to encounter them. Now, now here's the thought. Here's the thought. What if you actually set your wife up to get the blessings? What if you set your husband up to get the blessings? What if you set your employer up to get blessing? Man, could you imagine? Could you imagine the morale that we built in an environment like that? What if you set your life group up, your life group leader up to get a blessing? Or your ministry department leader to be a blessing? You set that up. You set things in motion. The just will live by faith. You set things in motion where God could actually bring a blessing into somebody else's life. I love that thought. I love that thought. That empowers you. That positions you for promotion. Um, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. With those few words, David turned around a group of men who were convinced that nothing good could happen in their lives. And if that happened then, guess what? The Word of God is still filled with life-giving power. It'll work in your circumstance as well. 
It doesn't matter how big the problem seems to be. What matters is how big God is in your life. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I love that line. I'm so glad we sang that this morning, Jane. Number three, you with me? You want to position yourself for a promotion? Number three, be dependable. Be dependable. Be reliable. The Bible uses the word faithful. Yeah? Faithful. Consistent. Proverbs 25 verse 19 puts it like this. Confidence in an unfaithful, an untrustworthy, an unreliable person. Yeah? Is like somebody who is like somebody who's got a broken tooth. I'm seeing the dentist this week. I'm seeing, who likes going to see the dentist? You should go and see my dentist. He's amazing. I hope you're watching, PK. He's amazing. He's absolutely brilliant. And so is his wife, Simi. She's a really amazing dentist as well. Having confidence in somebody who's unworthy, un- untrustworthy, unfaithful, unreliable is like biting on something with a broken tooth. It creates agony, it creates pain. It's like stepping out with a, with a broken ankle or a foot that's out of joint. That's vivid imagery, isn't it? We don't want to be people like that, do we? We don't want to cause somebody else pain because they relied upon us and we let them down. If we want to, permiss- if we want to position ourselves, put ourselves in an environment where, you know what, promotion can come naturally to you. Number three, be dependable. Be reliable. Um, that guy said he was going to be here. Bank it. He's here. If she said that, her words are bond. I grew up in an era which was long, long ago, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And I would watch my dad do handshake deals with hundreds of thousands of dollars on property machinery. Just shake the hand and that was it. We don't live in an era like that anymore. We live in an era of lawyers and litigation. Yeah, But back then, a man's word was his bond, being dependable. The more dependability you've got, the quicker you can move up in promotion. Yeah? I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, Ray, but at least you'll know where to find me. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm in the shed, right? I'm dependable. I'm there. You can count on me. That's a great attitude to have. Number three, be dependable. Be faithful. Number four, you with me? If you want to rise, you can't ignore these principles. These attitudes, these attributes of a person's life will position them to be noticed by God noticed by employers, noticed by marriage partners, right? Position yourself to be elevated. Position yourself to be promoted. Number four, above all else, above all else, honest. Honesty is not the best policy, Brian. Honesty is the only policy. Can I get a witness here this morning? Honesty is not just the best policy. Honesty is the only policy, right? Be honest. Look at these guys that in the early church, they were looking for men to take care of some what appeared to be menial things. In the eyes of some, they were just menial things. There was a season in our life that Sharon and I were recovering from a great heartbreak. And we found ourselves in Cairns and we, we attended a church. My wife was a chaplain at a Christian school. And we attended a church for two years. In that church, they used to cook sausages. John, every Sunday for kids' church. Every Sunday they cooked sausages. So every Sunday for two years... I stood at the barbecue and I flipped sausages for the kids that came out of kids' church. Never held the microphone, didn't preach once, 
Never said a public prayer. Just while God was working on healing my heart. It looked like a very menial task. But when God's looking for someone to promote, you know what he's looking for? Let's find people that are good and honest, full of Holy Ghost wisdom. We're going to point them. We're going to promote them. We're going to elevate them to be over this business. Among those seven men are a guy called Philip. There's a guy called Philip, right? The anointing starts resting on him. He starts traveling in evangelistic ministry, and all kinds of things start breaking out. Revival's happening in Samaria, right? But this guy gets started where? At the barbecue plate, flipping sausages. God is looking. His eyes run through and flow throughout the whole earth seeing whose hearts are loyal to him, that he might show his power, his glory, and his goodness to them. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but just one person get a hold of that today in Jesus' name. Above all, honest. Keep your word. It's, it's, it's important that we talk about these things in church, Shirley. Be honest. Be honest. Don't be fake. Don't lie. Well, you think it would be a given Eleanor, wouldn't you? That we didn't have to preach that. I mean, we had the ten commandments for how many years? You'd think we, you'd think we'd have it by now, right? And yet, Christians, not not you, not you, the people watching on the video. But all of us, all of us, tell ourselves, don't we? We tell ourselves little lies. But the scripture says we're going to choose people to elevate. They've got to have the spirit of integrity upon their life. Yeah, let's be those kind of men. When your wife says, does this dress make me look in a certain way? The right answer, men, the right answer, men, is what's for lunch? Be honest. Be honest. Number four is honesty. Number, number five is honesty. Number six. No, number four. Hang on. What happened there? What happened? What number are we up to? All right, number five, a strong work ethic. I apologize for the malfunction of the, of the uh, PowerPoint. Bronwyn, I, I blame you for this. Number five, number four. Number four was masquerading as five, a strong work ethic. Yeah, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Don't be half-hearted about something. Don't, don't, don't be wishy-washy. Don't go, oh, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll give it a go. No, give it your best. Give it your best. Put your effort and your energy into it. Lean into it. Put your shoulder to the plow and don't look back. Put your hand on what God has put in front of you and give it your best effort. Put all of your energy and your strength into it. And you know what? When you're doing that, look this way for a minute. As you're doing that, you're going to get tired. So build some appropriate rhythms into your life to give yourself the right kind of rest, recuperation that you need. But work hard. Don't be a workaholic. Don't make work your idol. Don't make work your God. Don't make progress and profession and money, mammon, your God. But work hard. Give it your best. I grew up with an over-endowed sense of responsibility. And I've noticed more and more as I've aged, that's a really rare thing. But if you want to move on and up into the things that God's got for your life, And what he's prepared for you, you've got to have an attitude of heart that says, nothing comes to me as a handout. 
delete from yourself a welfare mentality. I'm in dangerous territory now. So let's go a little further. Let's wait out a little further. The world doesn't owe me anything. Life is a gift that has been given to me. What I do with that life is a gift I give to others. It's a gift that I give to others. I give it to my wife. I give it to my children. I give it to my family. I give it to my church. I give it to my generation, to my community. But I've got to work hard. I'm not looking for something to just come to me. I want to work with God, right, in order to see what He's got for my life become a reality. I just want it to float down from heaven. Well, if I just put my offering in the offering basket, then God will open up the baskets of heaven. It'll all just float down, and that Maserati will be soon driving around my own penthouse. Deuteronomy says that it's He that gives you the power to get wealth. He gives you the power to get wealth so that He can confirm His covenant which He swore to you and to your fathers as it is this day. That's what Deuteronomy says. God will give to you the power to get wealth. You've got to do something about it. You've got to have personal responsibility. You know, Katie's a teacher. She's been to university. But more than that, she didn't just go. She actually studied. She actually applied herself. She actually did the exams. She sat them. She didn't call in. <coughs> well, you know, it's been nice being here at uni, but I'm... Uh, no, you've got to... Keep smiling, Celine. You've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the work. You've got to do the hard work. Who knows being married is hard work? Sharon, you just said that way too quickly. Remember how we practiced, darling? Remember how we practiced? But you know what? If you want to get something beautiful, the grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you mow it, where you water it, where you fertilize it. Put the effort into your own marriage. That's good preaching right there. I'm not sure what number is next, but let's go to the next slide. That's no more. That's it. I'm finished. Any questions? That's part A. Come back next week and we'll finish with another five on 10 things that you need to do to position yourself, get yourself ready, get on the launch pad because God wants to take you from where you are now to a whole new level of influence, level of increase, level of profitability, level of uh, influence within your generation, within your community because you are the church without walls. You are the church without walls. Get a vision and believe that God wants to take you beyond where you are today Stop being comfortable and start believing God that he's got better things yet ahead for us all. Can we pray? Father God, I thank you that today you've got an agenda for our life. You've prepared and purposed something for us. You've got something God stored up and laid aside for us, something you've held in reserve. And you're looking for a people who are not timid, who are not backward looking, but Lord, who have got a heart full of faith, got a spirit filled with zeal, got an expectation, Lord, that's just raging, that God, you are going to do something amazing. We position ourselves as a church for great increase, for an influx, Lord, of revival harvest in Jesus' name. We want to be a voice to our community. We want to be a voice of hope and reason. We want to be a voice, Lord, of, of insight and understanding, of rationale. In a world that's going crazy, we want to be a people who stand on the rock of the truth of Jesus Christ and says, that says He is the way. 
He is the truth and He is the life. Father, would you grace and mantle your people with a marrow deep revelation that you've called us to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath. Father God, that we would achieve the purpose and the plan and the agenda, the assignment that you've written and recorded for us. Lord, this is our prayer in the wonderful name of Jesus. Somebody said, amen, 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 amen. Let's just take a moment as our our custom and just look back over those five thoughts we've shared this morning. Just go, God, I, I believe that's the one you're talking to me about today. Just take your notes this morning. Just look back. Go, God, which one of these five thoughts really speaking to me today? I'm going to mix your word with faith today. I'm going to mix your word with action, positive action today. I'm going to take the word. I'm going to treasure it in my heart. I'm going to put it into practice in this coming week. Our Father, thank you for your peace. Thank you for the shalom of heaven that rests upon your people. You anoint our head with oil and our cup is overflowing, Lord, with your goodness. Surely you are good. Mercy and truth, blessing and abundance. God, we just delight ourselves in you again today. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Friends and family, God bless you. Have an awesome day today. Go in peace. Go in love. Go in God's love. Join us for uh, barbecue lunch today and have a wonderful time just fellowshipping. And God bless you, each and every one.